Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective on this Thursday episode. We have Pastor Otis Manning in with us today, and we're going to jump into that conversation about his book, his life, and other things that we're going to end up having in this conversation after some inspiration. Our inspiration today is talking about Let's Be the Church. During the COVID-19 pandemic, Dave and Carla spent months looking for a church home. Following health guidelines, which limited various in-person experiences, made it even more difficult. They longed for a connection to a body of believers in Jesus. It's a hard time to find a church, Carla emailed me. Within me rose a realization from my own longing to be reunited with my church family. It's a hard time to be the church, I responded. In that season, our church had pivoted, offering food in surrounding neighborhoods, creating online services, and phoning every member with support and prayer. My husband and I participated and yet wondered what else could we do to be the church in our changed world. In Hebrews 10.25, the writer exhorts readers not to neglect meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Perhaps due to persecution, or maybe as a result of simply growing weary, the struggling early believers needed a nudge to keep being the church. And today, I need a nudge too. Do you? When circumstances change how we experience church, will we continue to be the church? Let's creatively encourage one another to build up each other as God guides us, share our resources, send a text of support, gather as we're able, and pray with one another. Let's be the church. And Pastor Otis, will you please close us in prayer? Father, in Jesus' name, we are in total agreement with that inspiration about let's be the church. You said in your word that you went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and you went on a regular, consistent basis. So if we are wanting to be like you, followers of you, we need to follow your example. And we ask your blessing on this radio show. We ask that your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Pastor Otis Manning, you've already started out the show, so we'll just jump right into the interview so the folks know uh, who is Pastor Otis Manning and you know what have you done with your life, kind of led you up to, to writing a book. Well, I've been pastor of Word of Faith Christian Center for 20, 23 years as of this month. So that's, a, that's not too difficult to keep track of our... You know, one of my children was uh, born in 2000, so you just kind of follow the years, and it's just then you just got to keep track of the month. There you go. Um, so 23 years. 23 years. Uh, after 23 years of preaching sermons on Sundays and Bible studies on Wednesday, um, God says to me, well, you've got a lot of my word in you, and I want you to put it on the printed page and share it with the world. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, he said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world, in all nations for a witness, and then the end will come. And so we're going to do our part in getting this gospel out to all nations. It seems we're, we're there and, and then I look around the world and I, I think about as a child learning about all the missionaries and it seems like the gospel has reached all the other nations and we've as America 
we've kind of supported that and funded it with the American churches, different denominations. And then it seems like America forgot about the gospel and God. <laughs> Good point. Um, you know, I looked up a statistic of how many people have not heard of the name of Jesus. I was shocked. The numbers tell us there's approximately 8 billion people on the planet. 3 billion have not heard the gospel yet. And I, I, you know, in America, you think, you know, how, how can that be? You know, but there are Muslim nations with that have banned the gospel and there are millions of people in those nations. Um, and so there's still a lot of preaching that needs to be done. Yeah. Be- and we see the, the chaos going on now with certain portions of the world right now, uh, up in arms, literally where they are uh, fighting against the gospel reaching those nations more or less by trying to destroy the Jews. Like for instance, in Israel, mm-hmm. we see this going on. I'm trying to remember the name of the region now. That's not too far away. It's got some uh, original Christian settlements and they're, you know, massacring them. And so it is hard to, to reach the people that are massacring you. So I, it's, you know, it between those way people, is that who you were talking well, we, about? The Camway people, actually, they were reached. We did that interview uh, with a, a, a pastor and someone that worked on getting the Bible translated into their language. That's the other thing is that we got to make sure we get those translated Bibles into their hands. But, of course, like you said, in some places, whether it's because of, of the radical Muslim religion, um, I think there's some places where the Islam religion has kind of allowed it, you know, it's, they're, they're not the radical, but also the communist nations that want the state to be God don't allow some of these things. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and we can dive more into that. Well, as I say, I, I, I God's saying, get this gospel out, you know, more than just in your church, more than just in your city, more than just in your region, get it out to the nations. Um, that's, that's the call of every church. That's the call of every pastor is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And so I was moved to start doing it through the printed page. And so this is my first book, how you can be led by the spirit of God, how you can be led by the spirit of God. Yeah. So in, in reaching the nations, how you can be led by the spirit of God, are you trying to take a, uh, like a biblical study standpoint on this i know it looking the book i see that you lay out the scriptures on each one of the topics that each chapter that you cover there's scriptures that align so you almost need two books so maybe this is how you're you're trying to reach other people at least in english speaking has this been translated yet has not been translated yet it's it's just published by barnes and nobles my first book we're, we're just getting started okay very good so they need two books because to understand your book, they've got to pick up a Holy Bible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want, I want them to pick up the Bible. I want them to verify everything that's in that book, that it's all based on the Bible. And so we look at these different topics in your book, your spiritual foundation for being led by the spirit of God. Tell us just a little bit about your lead in chapter that takes us through the rest of your book your book that, that first chapter is based on first corinthians chapter 12 it talks about the gifts of the spirit um there are nine gifts of the spirit god tells us um the word of wisdom the word of knowledge discerning of spirit special faith gifts of healings working of miracles tongues and interpretation of tongues those are the nine gifts of the spirit and so anytime god does something in the earth supernaturally he does it through one of those nine gifts 
And so that's our foundation for walking in the spirit. And many of those gifts are supported, I think, by your your third chapter, actually, prayer. Oh, absolutely. And, and absolutely. so you said start praying without ceasing morning, noon, and night. Now, I haven't read the chapter, so I can't lead too much into it, but I get the feel with the direction your book goes that this doesn't have to be stop everything you're doing in your life and pray or pray continuously like all throughout the day, not stopping, don't go to work, don't do nothing, just pray. Pray throughout your day, right. on your drive, right. in, on your on your walk down the hallway, past right. that person's office that's struggling, those kinds of things. Absolutely, it's it's a it's a lifestyle of prayer. I mean, it's, you're constantly, you won't. You, the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. So, how do we do that and carry out our lives at the same time? You know, we 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 just have a, we're in a mode of prayer all the time. You know, I talk about in that second uh, chapter about um, if you want to be led by the Spirit of God, according to the scriptures, ask God to fill you with his spirit Mm -hmm. and ask him to give you the gift of speaking in tongues. And I put in there a study from uh, the University of Pennsylvania. Um, The doctor that did this study, he said in the study he had people that were under uh, he monitored their brain activity and he monitored their brain activity while they were speaking in English. And then he monitored their brain activity when they were speaking in tongues. And he said, those that were speaking in English, the frontal lobe, which is responsible for our speech in our language, it was active mm-hmm. while they were speaking in English. The frontal lobe was quiet and not active when they began to speak in tongues. Interesting. And so he said in that study, he said that that proves that speaking in tongues is not a natural language. It is sourced through God, through the Holy Spirit. Because it's not coming out of the front of the lobe. There you go. Exactly. I, I thought it was very interesting, interesting and, I wanted, and I put that in the book. So it is true. It is not just a bunch of gibberish. It is truly a gift from God. And maybe not something everyone will have. Well, it's for every believer if they want it. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah, and and so is the uh, the prayer thing. And and you don't if you're filled with the spirit, you don't you know if you're walking down the street and the neighbors are looking they're like, oh, well, there's uh, you know, Pastor Otis and Tim and Shannon. They're walking their dogs down the street, talking to themselves again. And I no, we're praying. We're just doing it out loud. I, you know, sometimes I just do it out loud through the day. So uh, you know, moving on, you know the. Uh, the different ways God is going to lead us. And and what I've learned from this show, in fact, a show we just finished doing before you came in recording uh, this show, is that God sometimes will lead us down pathways that are the pathway of our enemy, and we learn that there's evil out there. We learn what the enemy has intended to bring us into and for us, for our children. And that's the pathway to, and foundations where we find God. Mm-hmm. Well, the scriptures teach us there are at least five ways God leads us by his spirit. Number one is the inward witness. It's just a knowing on the inside that of what you should or should not do. It's called the inward witness. It's, it's talked about in Romans chapter eight. Um, then Romans chapter nine talks about the inward voice. 
Okay, that's your spirit speaking to you, telling you what you should or should not do. Your conscience, it's, it's an also called the conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, there's the voice of the Holy Spirit. Number four would be dreams. God can and will lead us through dreams sometimes. Um, you can look at um, the first two chapters of Matthew. It talked about how God led Joseph in dreams to protect the baby Jesus because Herod wanted to kill him. Okay. And then the last way we can be led by the spirit of God is through the gift of prophecy. But I always say that with a very, uh, I say that with much caution because if you, you need to have it in your spirit first of how God is leading you mm-hmm. and prophecy is just confirmation yeah. of what you already have. Well, and he also told us to watch out for false prophets. So maybe the first good thing like you said is to make sure that we grow a conscience a conscience that's led by god not a conscience that uh goes down the path of narcissism or serving ourselves but a conscience of looking for righteousness in every day right right if a person is constantly in the word of god they can listen to their conscience because <laughs> because their conscience is rooted and grounded in truth there's a lot of right and wrong in the holy bible and it's pretty clear which is which there you go absolutely and and, uh, and the stories and the things in the bible can also lead us down a path in making analogies of what we see in the world today what's in our own personal world today and what was going on in the bible for that conscious with uh maybe prophecies from the bible to lead us maybe stories from the bible so that we have concrete evidence that this isn't the first time this has happened under the sun so we're going to take a break we are going to come right back again with pastor otis manning you can find his book it looks like on amazon maybe some other places around the internet look it up how you can be led by the spirit of god by pastor otis manning we'll be right back The Citizens Alliance for Property Rights has published our ratings of 2023 candidates for office in Washington State. Find these on our website at caper.us, C-A-P-R.us. Councilman Arnie Woodard and former state representative and council candidate Rob Chase of the City of Spokane Valley were both rated outstanding property rights advocates. Among those candidates rated good by CAPER are Nadine Woodward, Kim Pleece, Michael Cathcart, Earl Moore, Jessica Yeager, and Erica Lalka. Go to our website for more ratings. That's caper.us, C-A-P-R.us. Tim and Shannon have published their interviews of many candidates on their website. Find those at rightspokaneperspective.com. Finally, don't forget to mail in your ballots by November 7th. Good candidates are counting on you to vote. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective on this Thursday episode. Again, we are visited by Pastor Otis Manning. He has authored the book, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God. You can find that on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com always online i guess that's one of the ways that we can get a lot of our information but sometimes you want to have it in the written text so you can share it around the nice thing about books is that you can't share a link of a book most of the time but you can share the written word and that's why there's so many copies of the holy bible out there is because christians have decided that's the most important one to keep printing printing and printing but sometimes you need study guides and you need other information and we have this author and pastor today with us otis manning uh with this book and i I see that there is quite a bit of scripture reading that will occur when you go through the the book here again how you can be led by the spirit of god 
Welcome back into the conversation, yes. Pastor Manning. Mm-hmm. So looking at kind of going through your book, we, we started out with several chapters in the first half. And I, as we took the break, I'm looking at a few of the other chapters, you know, different levels of walking in the Spirit and my story of God lending me by the Spirit of God. Let, let's start, uh, you know, maybe somewhere around that, the different ways God will lead you. Okay. The Scripture tells us several different ways how he can lead us. You know, the the one one way well we we talked about we talked about the different ways he can lead us are are you talking about in the chapter about the different levels of walking in the spirit now uh well we we can get up there but i think i think we got to back up a little bit and go the different ways god is going to lead us once we want to start following that path i think your this chapter is going to take us through some of those pieces of how God will lead us before we figure out the different levels. Okay. Let let, let me give you a little of my testimony. My wife and I are from Southern California. And um, there was a time there where being led by the spirit of God was my highest desire. And uh, I wanted to know his will for my life. And so there's scriptures in the book of Ephesians and the book of um, Colossians where Paul was praying for the Christians in Colossae and the Christians at Ephesus. And he was praying. He said, he said to God, I pray that they would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God and that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. And that's what he prayed for the Christians in Ephesus. And he prayed the same similar prayer for the Christians at Colossae. I'm going to make a, a, a bad assumption here, but maybe that was what led you out of California was the wisdom. I think that leads a lot of people out of California. <laughs> well, there, there, there's a little truth to that statement. <laughs> um, at the time, I was buying and selling real estate and um, I, for my own account. And I, I thought, okay, well, I'm, we're going to go and maybe we should go to some city where we, the money would go further because it wasn't going that far in California. <laughs> right. And so anyway, I had three cities on my list um, of the the cities that had the lower price real estate, it was uh, Austin, Texas and Tucson, Arizona and Spokane, Washington. Okay. And so I came up here. You didn't see in the flyer how much snow we get, did you? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. I came up here, um, December of 84. Oh, so you got to meet the snow right away. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, the wind hit me and said, you're not in Southern California anymore uh you're in the great northwest anyway i go to my rental car and the rental car the windshield wipers won't move and i go back into the uh, rental car agency i tell them you know the windshield wipers are broke and they say no they're frozen to the windshield (laughs) you know when you're from california you don't know this don't know these things right yeah so anyway i go into the hotel and i start calling property owners that are selling their properties to see if we want to live in spokane and um, I just say, no, this is not it. So um, I, I check off Spokane. I was going to stay a week, and I, I only stayed uh, three days. And I, I check it off and say, forget it. It's, this is not it. So I go back. Windshield wipers don't work up there. <laughs> with, the, with California, I mean, you don't even have to worry about the windshield wipers. Not only is there not a whole lot of rain, it doesn't freeze. There you go. Yeah. I go back to California. I tell my assistant to get the ticket ready for Tucson, Arizona. And um, these, this, this doctor I'm buying a property from, he says, have you ever heard of a city called Spokane, Washington? And I said, yes. Uh, he had no idea. I was praying those Ephesian and Colossian prayers and seeking God's wisdom for my life. He didn't know that. And then a second gentleman I buy a property from, he says, 
have you heard of a city called Spokane, Washington? And I said, yeah, it's way up there by the North Pole. <laughs> yeah. Did, did any of that wisdom come with windshield and, de-icer? Right? And it gets real cold up there. <laughs> so anyway, I said, God, are you dealing with me about going back up to that place? And so I come back January of 85. And so I'm ready this time. I have long johns on. I've got a big coat on. I've got two pair of socks. I got a scarf. And, and one, one, one man said, you look like an Eskimo. But I looked, I was a warm Eskimo. So anyway, I go to the hotel room again. I'm calling property owners that want to sell their property. And all of a sudden, the whole room is filled with a love of God. It was the strongest manifestation I have ever experienced to this day. The whole room filled up with his love. And my attention is focused on the door for some reason. I know there's a presence there, and it says on the inside of me, I hear, you in Spokane is of me, Mm. and the love of God will rule and reign supreme in your life, and many will come into the kingdom as a result of your example. I always say that was January 25th, 1985, 145 in the afternoon. Wow. I can tell you the exact second it happened. And so anyway, we've been here ever since. And it came through praying the Ephesian and Colossian prayers. Well, following those orders. Following what the scripture said of asking for wisdom and insight. And so I I tell everybody, if you pray those prayers, be ready. (laughs) Because God's going to give you exactly what it says. He's going to give you his wisdom. And you better be ready to obey whatever he tells you to do. So that's how we got here to Spokane. And and that's nearly 40 years ago now. Yes. yes. So we're looking at the 80s. I'm I'm trying to take myself back to the 80s. That's rewinding a lot of different culture, music. Uh, the the activism of the church, even the uh, the leadership of a lot of churches, we've kind of gone through this transition. We get comfortable, we you know get complacent about our faith and our beliefs. The '80s was one of those times where people were waking up. I mean, they even they they even elected a president from California, right? Yeah. The rest of the country, when for years it was kind of anti-California, then it kind of went back to that in the '90s. But we, we saw lots of evangelism globally from Christian denominations and churches throughout the world, and that kind of fell asleep in the, I don't know, the 90s, early 2000s especially. Mm-hmm. And so that you're seeing a revival again, kind of what you saw happening back then? In certain places in the, in the country and in the world, there are areas of revival, yes, absolutely. Amen. Well, it's hard to give hope on this show a lot of times because the topics that we discuss are difficult topics. But I do feel like one of the things about it's like the addiction problem we see out on the streets. You hit the bottom of the barrel when the only way is up. And then you're looking for hope. You're looking for just something to hold on to. And that's where a lot of people grab on to God Mm because he's the only way out. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're the last resort many, many times. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so getting back to the book, looking at the, the different levels of walking in the spirit, you kind of looked at your story. So of these levels of walking in the spirit, is that levels? It's obviously not like video games. It's not just experience points, but experience helps. The, 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 script, the scripture says in Romans 12, one and two, it says, um, present your body unto God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So there's the three levels right there. Good, acceptable, and perfect. 
Okay. So I, I what I what I said in the book was, you know, I know what it's like when you pray for an hour a day, there's a certain level of spiritual uh, enlightenment you will receive from the Holy Spirit. If you pray two hours, there's a lot more spiritual enlightenment you'll receive. If you pray three or four hours a day, it's a whole nother story. <laughs> I and, find the longer my prayers are, I find myself thinking, okay, that's really not what I should pray, God. Okay, so here, let me rephrase that. You know, okay. you know, you're trying to do what's right, but sometimes you're like, is that my will or God's will? And so the longer you pray and think about things in the presence of God, you, you kind of correct your heart a little bit. And also you can find better ways to witness to others. The, the scripture says in Galatians, a man will reap what he sows. So if you will sow more to the spirit, you'll reap more from the spirit. And so that, that's what I'm talking about in the different levels. In the different levels yeah, of walking yeah. the, in the, the The more you pray, the more you, you're sowing to the Spirit, therefore the more you'll reap from the Spirit. So it, it is not just experience points like the video games that kids used to play. It's, it actually is the experience of, of doing the action of submitting. Right. There you go. Actually, the more you submit, the more you yield, the more God responds. So when you find out all of these things and you see the spirit of God, there's another side of the spiritual realm that's not so good. We start seeing the destruction in the world not being of flesh and blood and power and principalities, but the the evil that Ephesians talks about. Mm -hmm. And so there's uh, another chapter you have. It's warning Satan's counterattack. Because as soon as he sees God grab a hold of somebody's conscience and their personal will and putting in God's will, Satan is uh, not real happy about that. He's not real happy when you, whenever you um, try to pursue God's will, of course, he's the enemy of God's will. And so he will try to oppose you and he'll try to frighten you. He'll try to stop you. But the Bible says we have authority over him. And in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus is above every name. And if we use the name of Jesus, we resist him through the name of Jesus, and he has to flee. That's what the Bible tells us. Well, we've been having some conversations about this on the show tied to so many things in life because so many people are looking to Jesus and saying Jesus' name. And then we're like, how could Jesus really be, you know, God really be, the Spirit really be, impacting us right now we see so much chaos in the world well what's satan he's the king of chaos and there's too many people out there saying the name of jesus and he's getting chased out well as i say the scriptures tell us jesus name is above every name yeah and every knee has to bow at his name and so we resist him through the name of jesus and he has to flee that's the bottom line that's 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 the that's a scriptural law according to the word of god Well, Satan can't occupy the spiritual space that has been given up and and the the will has been provided to to Christ. Amen. Absolutely. in all of that, the chaos of chasing out Satan and the stuff and the attacks that he he throws at you, Mm -hmm. your next kind of section of your book is talking about the balance because it's hard to go from one thing in life, a spiritual grounding, uh, you know, because you're coming from a, uh, if you come from a worldly, purely worldly uh, lifestyle or, or thinking into 
biblical thinking in the spirit, you also have have to have balance. I mean, we we can pray as we walk down the street, but you might want to let your neighbors know you're a Christian. You pray when you walk down the street, and they just think maybe you're crazy. Well, when when I talk about balance, I'm talking about um, time in the Word of God, time in prayer. Of course, you've got to fulfill all your responsibilities in life with your wife and children and family, or you know, if you're married, um, there has to be balance. And we don't want to be in the ditch on any side of the road. Uh, from a spiritual perspective, I talk about don't get into excesses and extremes and fanaticisms and put all your praying, base it on the scripture. Mm-hmm. If, you pray, if you pray based on the scripture, you're on solid footing. And so spend time in the word, spend time in prayer, maintain balance. Maintain balance. And the reason to have that balance and to have the book authored by Pastor Otis Manning, how you can be led by the Spirit of God is because there's more to the book than we were able to discuss on the show. Like, it's for the glory of God. All of it. It's all for the glory of God. That's right. Your blueprint, scriptures by chapter. His book looks like a pretty easy read. So I think it's probably for not all ages, but young to old. You can grab a hold of that book. Again, how you can be led by the Spirit of God on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Thanks again for coming in, Pastor Otis Manning. Thanks for having me. All that being said, we'll be with you folks again tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.